thought from Rav Hirsch, and he has an interesting point um, that um, the last phrase, uh, the last pasuk in, in Parshas Vayigash, says Vayesh should be still Eretz Mitzrayim Eretz Kershon, now, there's nothing lacking in the Pusik of the Pusik would give us everything we need to know just with that phrase. The Jews were living in Eretz Yitzrayim Eretz Kershon. And, means they took, they, they, they took hold of the land, right? So, why is that necessary? But uh, there are other language, there are other words which are used for taking hold of something. Achiza, achuza, is a very strong lotion. And we find that Yaakov Avinu in Parshas Vayechi, when he gives the brachas, um, that. Um, to 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 Yosef that the Bereshim tells him that that the Shem told me he needed mafrocha be here b'sicha u'sadicha lekalamim u'nasatiyas or tezoyis l'zarachacharecha achuzaselam. He uses that word achuza again, not achuza and an eretz goshen, but achuza and eretz yisro. So the the language before that. The Russian tells Yaakov Avinu when he gives when he tells him this um, here, beginning of a Yetzay that the the lush of the Pusik the Russian says It's yours. It doesn't say language of a chuzo. Okay, and here, but here, Yaakov describes the Russian told him what he's going to get is an achusa, achuzaselam. Okay, but the Russian again, uh, that's in, in, in Parshas Vayetze. Uh, earlier, I, I, the, later, no, no, sorry, later, when the Russian comes to. In Parshas Vayishlach, the version comes to to to, to Yaakov again. Here we go. So again, the Lashon of the Lord is the Lashon of Messina. Here, Yaakovino says, stresses the idea of Tachuzah Soylem. So what is this word Tachuzah? So first you understand the word Tachuzah, um, that's the Lashon of 
to be oich is something is to hold it, is to be gripped by it. The language of the Pesach is they were gripped by it. They let themselves be gripped by the land. Here lies the indication of the beginning of that sin, the facts of which Ezekiel has preserved for us. The Kaisel became enamored of Egyptian society. The Kaisel became gripped by it. It was gripping for them. Yet Yaakov calls Yosef and says, bury me in Eretz Yisrael. I want you to make a shvua that you're going to bury me in Eretz Yisrael. Why was it so important? So the verse suggests the real motive, motive for that, that which he wanted to be buried in Eretz Yisrael could lie much deeper. Jacob had still lived 17 years with his family in, in Egypt, could, not, could have noticed what a powerful influence the Hechazei Boa was beginning to have on his descendants. How they already began to see the Jordan in the Nile and find their stay in Egypt not a Golis. So he saw them being gripped by the land. So he says, I don't want, I, the, he needs to send a message to the family. The, net, the message to the family is, I'm not going to be buried here. I don't see this place as I'm going to put my place at all. But he needed to give that message. He needed to make it that, Yaakov, that Yosef should make a shavua. Because this way the message will be so powerful that this is, this is, there's no way that this is not going to happen. This is guaranteed to happen that I am not going to be part of Mitzrayim. So the patriarch and her family are giving a message. I'm going to be leaving soon. But I want, it's very, a very clear message. This is not your place. Don't ever let yourself be gripped by the land. So he says, Eretz Yisrael is an achuzas oilam. The place which you're gripped by is Eretz Yisrael. So on that, he says, although for thousands of years we did not possess it, it is still our, our achuzah. Nechazba means we were gripped and held by it. It holds us even when we do not have it. Something which grips you, it means it, it, it's, it has a hold on you, right? even if you're not with it, but it has a hold on you. Right? We dream about Eretz Yisrael. We dream about going back to Eretz Yisrael. We dream about being connected, getting the land back. We've dreamt all the generations about getting... The, this is an ongoing desire to, to, to establish that... Maintain the connectivity, etc. He says, that's in the Kud of Achuzasodam. So the version before, uh, excuse me one second. One second. Oh, that was not smart of me. Okay. So, the over here, where he sees Klai as being Nechaz, 
and being gripped by Goshen. Goshen was scintillating, it was exciting, it was fascinating, it, was, it spoke to them. Klayasol is sort of settling into Mitzrayim. He tells them that the chuzah of Klayasol, the, the that which grips you, that which has a hold over you, that which is going to capture your, 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 your imagination and your thoughts, is Eretz Yisrael. Right. So it, 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 it's an interesting thing that you see. Um, interesting thing that you see in you know all the all the generations, how much Eretz Yisrael captured the imaginations of of, of Klai Yisrael. Uh, now I, I but um, sometimes the the lack of something makes it larger than life. The challenge is when you're there, what happens? Right. You know, so the, the Klaisel is pining for a land of their own. Klaisel is pining for Israel. Klaisel is yearning for something. You know, now we have it. We don't. We don't appreciate it as much. You go. You go back a hundred years ago. People, you know, dreamt about getting there to Israel. You know, it was. It was a tremendous challenge. A tremendous. You get in a plane. You go. You're there. It, it doesn't have the same. It doesn't have the same. Right, you know, I'm not sure. But you know, I I remember the first time I went there to Israel. Like when the plane lands, everybody clapped, and the, you know, and it was people were singing. It's not like that anymore. Right? Like this is, and this was you know thirty something years, forty uh, whatever, whatever. Okay, I was younger then. Shall we say? <laughs> Um, you know, it was it was it was like still, you know, the Jonathan Pollard went there was, was just went there to Israel. He got off the plane, he kissed the ground. You know, this is this is a man who'd been in prison. He, this is his dream. It was a dream come true. So that's Nachiza. Pushed had Nachiza on there. It pushed it. grips you. It, it was like, you know, the the people who, who came. You know, the, the refuseniks which got out of Russia came there to Israel. I mean, this was a chaloim. It was a dream. Vilna Gaon wasn't zeichel to get there. You know, the Chavos Chaim wasn't zeichel to get there. And I'm zeichel to be there. Like, it, it, it's, it's, I think it's as important to Kuda that one of the challenges that they throw at the Jews, you know, like, you know, the, the, dual, the, the dual loyalty issue, you know. Where is your loyalty? You know, we have tremendous appreciation for America. We have a curse of Tov. We have, we see ourselves in many ways as Americans. I, I, I once saw, I don't know where I saw it, a person who was writing that this fellow was from was from Germany. He, he, he got out at the beginning of the war. Members of his family were killed. He says, and 40 years later, when Germany won this the some soccer event that the Germany won against some big big odds, he felt a part of him being excited about the fact that his that Germany won, because he, he's a German, and he was appalled. Wait one second, everything one second.
So, you know, it has a grip on you. Like, you know, so we're proud Americans, you know, like, you know, like, or some of us are. Some Americans, now whatever, we're working in and now they think they shouldn't be proud Americans. But we have a corset type to the country, right? But, you know, they, they throw this canard of dual loyalty to us, at us. There's an element that can't, you know, there's an element of, you know, Eretz Yisrael means a tremendous amount to us. You know, it, it, it's very important to us. Um, so, uh, it's, uh, the dream should be Eretz Yisrael. The dream should be, like, that, that's what Yaakovina was scared about. Now, um, Um, what's kept Klaisel going in all, in all of the Zerahs wasn't the dream of Eretz Yisrael. The, the dream of Eretz Yisrael in the context of the fact that the, the, we had Torah. Right? The mile of Eretz Yisrael, like the Ramban says, the mile of Eretz Yisrael is because that's the, the Mokham where the Kiyam HaMitzvahs can be done in its fullest extent. So it's not the Milo Eretz Yisrael is not just that it's the, you know, it's, it's this, this pro, the, the promised land. Eretz Yisrael is a Malkam of Kedusha. You, you know, the kindness which you say in Tishabov talk about the the the, uh, the, the elements of Ruchnius which Eretz Yisrael has to offer. The the the, the Avar is Machkim. The the, the mitzvahs, uh, There's a different Milo level of mitzvahs over there. The Rambam says Rashi says. Ramban talks about there's a very fascinating Rashi in the second parsha of Shema that we read, the parsha Zekev. It talks about about the Meher Me'al Lord And immediately afterwards it says it talks about doing the mitzvah of mezuzah, the, the mitzvah of tefillin, and limanatar, etc. Rashi says that you should do the mitzvahs in order that you should be accustomed them to be able to do them, do them when you come back. So it sounds like the only reason we keep mitzvahs in, in, in Golis is that when we go down to Tzvah, we won't walk in like, you know, like, you know, totally bewildered, like, what's a mitzvah? Right? You know, like, you know. Um, my wife recently told me, I'm trying to remember where, where, where she had seen it, a story. Maybe somebody else told me this? I think it was my wife. About this, um, this Israeli boy like the other end of the spectrum, this early boy, he was at some event, and he heard them saying Shema, and he asked his father, Mazeh, Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekein Hashem Echod. That's the other end of the spectrum. Of, so the Ma'il is in Eretz Yisrael, you know, that they shouldn't know what Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekein Hashem Echod is. Right? That, the Ramban says, that the Iker Kiva Mitzvah is in Eretz Yisrael. That's where the mitzvahs are able to accomplish everything that a mitzvah is supposed to accomplish in the neshama of, of Yisrael. And Chutz Lorch, it doesn't have the same effect. But we still keep the mitzvahs with all of the details as if they, they were going to be done in Eretz Yisrael because therefore we will we'll be connected to the... When we go back to Eretz Yisrael, we know how to do it properly. So the the, the Milo's HaMitzvah is only fully expressed in, in, in the Mokim of Eretz Yisrael. So why is it ever getting on a plan of moving to Eretz Yisrael? Right? So it comes with a price that Eretz Israel, that you have to be ready to live with, with, with the Kedushas Eretz Israel, live with it properly. 
there's an expectation. There's a hischayvus. Um, according to the the, the, the Rambam does not list a mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael. The Rambam disagrees. He says there's a mitzvah. The Rambam doesn't list it. Um, the Rambam talks about there's a there's a Gemara Ksuvas. Gemara Ksuvas says a komalin, which means that in a marriage, if one of the partners says they want to move there to Israel, they have a right to demand the other the other the other partner, the spouse goes with. When the person refuses, they have a right to get a divorce without paying the chiv ch- ksuva. You know. Where, where, you know, if, if the wife refuses, the husband doesn't have to pay the ksuva. If the if, if, if vice versa, so we're moist about the ksuva. So there's clearly there's some mild teretzisrael, but the mitzvah of yishevertzisrael is not listed according to the Rambam. It means it's it's a mila, it's not a chiv. It means it's a mila if you are ready to to handle it. So uh, yes, it's Janus Milo, and the expectation that you that you wanted to, to, to accomplish that, you should do so. But that's a chiv. I'm not going to something which you know maybe maybe you're not ready for it. Maybe maybe you're not going to handle it properly. Right. So if Eretz Yisrael is a place which Vataki or it will it will throw you out if you act improperly. You have to be ready to live in a certain level and certain darga. So we're not going to force you to do that. But that deep down, Kleisel yearns that we want to be on that madrig, and we want to be able to accomplish that. And that therefore, there are, your person, if it's not, once it's not a chiv, other considerations can be taken into, into, into effect. We, act, you know, we have to make consideration. What will be the impact on the family? Will the person be able to have pranosa, etc.? So... Uh, we balanced all of the considerations, and one of the considerations, which you know, a lot of a lot of the uh, the Dalim talk about, is that the, the the society over there is much more polarized than in America. And children coming from America, especially in the teenage years, do not fit in. They don't have a place in the society, which causes them to be at risk. That's a, this is a very difficult consideration to worry about, you know, and. Uh, um, I can give you some young men here in the community, which will give you an earful about what it meant that the parents moved there when they were teenagers, and how much it damaged them. You know, so uh, um, I'm exactly to teach some of them. So, um, you know, it, it's that's that, but that's something which, since not a chiyuv, it's something you take you'd have to take into consideration. It would be a chiyuv. A chiyuv is you know we it, it's much more compelling. But the but at the same time. Uh, I told you my wife I was in Arts Israel in '89, and we went to we went to visit by Rukhaim Kanievsky. Um, well, we Rukhaim didn't see doesn't see women didn't see women doesn't see women, but his Rebbitzin, um his wife, uh, my wife went to spend some time with the Rebbitzin. And I, in those days in '89, you could Rukhaim was Rukhshach was still alive, so Rukhaim was basically you went to talk and learning. He didn't. Stam go for brachas and stuff like that. So I spoke to him learning. Um, at the end of the conversation, see, he says, "Bata le bikur ba'aretz." So I re- actually had not just come for a visit. I had come for I wanted to speak to Pshach about something, but I didn't want to get involved in the details. So I said, "Yeah." He says, "Zayt machlet sublimen." Decide to stay. 
Don't go back. <laughs> Just stay. So I wasn't ready for that. Like, you know, that was like from left field to totally. Um, to this day, apparently, he pushes people to, to move there to Israel. Um, and I told him that Rigifter told me I should say in America. Like that was the response, you know. Rigifter told you, you know, that uh, so Rishiva Gazak, fine. Conversation done. Total end of conversation. Moved on to something else. Um, did did Rigifter mean I should still be here? I don't know, you know. But it's a few years later since that happened. Uh, I guess it's thirty-one years now by this point in time. Um, but uh, it means you can take it, but, but that the dream, the dream, the dream that should be the dream, that should be what, what grips your heart, that's what possesses your heart. That's the thing of Hirsch is saying. The Yaakovinu saw that, that that's not what the Mitzrayim was gripping them. So Yechezkel has this whole description of how Kayasil became Mamish enamored of, 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 of Mitzrayim. And they became like push. Uh, they, they they started doing the so everything. They push became enamored of Egyptian culture. And uh, Yakarina sees it happen in the seventeen years already. The Lashon of Yechiza. So he he the says, "I want to be very Israel as a message to Klai Yisrael. Mitzrayim is Chal Matamachim for Jew." Okay, so that's one thought. Um, that m- maybe in in the in in the. Um, on Pidrush, maybe. So in in the Pasik, the, the Yaakov asked Yosef to to bury him in Eretz Yisrael, and Yosef says, "By your mar, anochi asaki devorecho." So uh, one of the Forshim points out that the trump on the Pasik is funny. So that so Yaakov asked him to take me take me up. Yosef said back, So how would you parse that phrase? And he said, So should be one phrase, but the trouble is Anochi is a tipcha What's anochi esekidvarecha? Anochi esekidvarecha should be one phrase. There's a pause after the word anochi. So there's a tip underneath the the, the, the anochi. So one suggestion is that what what Yosef was saying is that I will also do the same as you. I will also tell others to bring me up there to Israel. The same way you made me swear and promise that I should take you up there to Barry's there. So I will do the same as you. I will also do like your words. And I will say the same words also. And I will be asking my brothers to promise that they will take me up there to Israel to be buried. So the question is, let's say that Pshat is true. Why was that important? What Hirsch is saying is that Yosef was telling Yaakov I, I also still have that message that, that Mitzrayim is not my place. So I, the same way you're saying I want to be buried in Israel because you want to give a message across to everybody else and you that this is not your place. I will be doing the same thing a generation later and giving the same message 
to the, to everybody else. So don't worry. We're going to be leaving one day. Make sure you get out of here. I don't want to be buried here. So I'm going to do the same process of giving a message off. So Yosef, who's the the viceroy of, of Mitzrayim, is the being mashbia and demanding that he should not be buried in Mitzrayim because that's not the place where I belong. So Yosef is promising Yaakov that it's going to be a challenge, but I will do the same action you did to give the same message that you gave. Don't worry, I'm promising you that I will continue your legacy and how to approach this issue. So maybe that's Pshat, I don't know, Pshat in the Pasuk, at least it's a Drush in the Pasuk. That that, that Um, Okay, that's one thought. Uh, Yes, please. And Moshe, I think it did in a very strong way. Moshe the, the desire tremendously to be buried in Israel. That's true. But saying, but, but the message of the, 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 the of the desire was still there. So the point, the reverse's point is that the achiza, the gripping of your heart, should be there. She says we can be out of Israel for a thousand years, but it still grips our imagination. That's the point. Right, so that's a lot of achuzasoyla means we're not going to live there forever, but it's going to grip us forever. That's that's how we, I think that's what he's So the the Yaakov is, is, is saying yes, you will get Eretz Israel, but that's not the point I want to tell you. I want to tell you that Eretz Israel will be will will have an achiza on you wherever you are for 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 whatever. So the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu Davin two hundred five hundred fifteen tefillas ago in Eretz Israel clearly means it, it gripped his heart. Right, so so that now whatever these Russians said, he shouldn't be buried there. But the, but the message to Klai Yisrael was extremely powerful. How much Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to be in Eretz Yisrael. Um, so so again, so the first is language. Um, says you hoped and wished to live in Egypt. I do not wish even to be buried there. Forget about living there. I don't want to even be buried there. Yaakov Ben was saying, um, and um, So first adds a step right there, and he says that there's two psukim. Right. So the first passage says, "Don't bury me in Egypt." If the choice between buried or not buried, you can't go back. Don't bury me. I do not want to be buried in Mitzrayim. If that means I'm going to lie on the ground, I'd rather lie on the ground than be buried in Mitzrayim. Then the second question, request is, okay, take me up to Eretz Yisrael, if possible. But the Pesach splits it as to two different requests. Because the first Pesach says, the chesed the emes is, I want you to understand that it's a chesed for me not to be in the land of Mitzrayim. 
So, and, and that's the, and that's, um, um, Jacob knew quite certainly that, that Joseph would bury his father with all possible splendor. That's a chesed. But he says, with all of the chesed, do not forget the emes. That's a nice chesed, but it's not the chesed that I want. I'd rather not be buried at all than be buried in Egypt. The whole stress is on the request not to be buried in Egypt. Um, but the, 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 Yaakov understood that he had to make Yosef make a shul, and like Rashi says, that because you see, Paro wanted to stop it. Because he made you swear, I'm, I'm going to let you go. He says, because that message is that the message is that the Jews don't belong here. At this point in time, the attitude of Mitzrayim was they want Yosef to be there. Yosef is, is, is their leader. They don't want the message to Yosef's family be, let's get out of here as soon as possible. And one day Yosef's going to pick up and leave. They didn't want that. Eventually they switch their mind and they say, we should get rid of the Jews. Right? Or, or destroy them. But but right now, um, that would be no means have been pleased if Jacob and his family had moved again back out of Egypt. That therefore taking back it would clearly show that Joseph and we still do not consider themselves naturalized, that their hearts were still in their old homeland. What Mitzrayim wanted is that the, that the Jews, right now, should settle. And Yaakovin is saying, no, 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 but, but Dafka not. Okay. Um, that was one thought. Uh, second thought, which is a, a totally different, a totally different topic. Um, this is a porno which talks about Achalkem B'Yaakov Afitzem B'Yisrael. So it goes to the different Shvotim. It says, Achalkem B'Yaakov Afitzem B'Yisrael. Shashi says that they're going to be spread out, they're going to be divided up. Um, um, so Rashi says that Leviim slash Kahanim will, they don't have, they don't have their own Achusa, they're just spread out amongst all of Chai Yisrael. But and they were supported by Klal Yisrael. And Shimon was of the same reality. And Shimon says Levi got his support there covered, and Shimon did not get it there covered. So the support on this says that um, um, the the Bereshim says that the Jews are going to support him, support them. Because I'll say that Manus Kahuna, Meiser, is Momashen Latoyven. means no Karin or, or Levi has the power to go over to somebody and demand the payment. It's totally an obligation on the Yisrael to give it. So Levim are going, going to be spread out all of Kalah Yisrael. They're going to be the leaders, the teachers, etc., the Soprano says, and the Russian we made it this way, therefore everybody, everybody will get a chalik of them. Achakam Yaakov means all of Christ will have a chalik in what the Levim are doing. But it has to come from the Yisrael's part. So the first point out, as opposed to the, the church, which would come and demand the tithe, the Levi cannot come dem and demand the Meister. He has no power to do that. It's totally a key about the, the parsha of the side of, of the Israel to give it over to the Levi. So Russian says means the version says I'm going to take them and share them 
with all of Kla Yisrael. The Levim, what they accomplished, the being the, being the teachers, the Sisekaradishim Das, they're going to be people set aside, like Rama says, the Sheva Levi, to be the, 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 the learners and teachers. They have to understand that they belong to Kla Yisrael. Every Kla Yisrael gets, gets a chalik of them. The Russian will spread them out through all of Kla Yisrael. But the, the, the responsibility is on Kla Yisrael to appreciate that and, and support it. As opposed to that the, the Levi coming and saying, you owe me something. He still has to want, has a desire to give it. That's the chalik which that's that's how Kaisel will get a chalik in what they have to offer. Um, um, uh, that's it's one of the challenges of of of, of stalker, or you know, or the Havsaka the Torah, that um, to well, you know. Try, try, try and give Meiser, you know, Meiser Ksav, Meshav, and Halacha, whether the Chi of Meiser Ksavim is the Raisa, Taisa Shita is the Raisa, most places in Hol is not the Raisa. The Ikrab Saka is not, Meiser Ksav is not the Raisa. It's either Drabonim or Minik Taiv, Machlaikis, Sina Visharnim, Havi Baskin, etc. But it's clear in the Shulchan Aruch that a person should give Meiser. Meiser Ksavim. Right? Now the question is, what are you doing, Meiser Ksavim? So when I first moved here, you know, I, you know, it's, People knock on the door. I give them, well, you know, give them eighteen dollars, fifteen dollars, etc. My my big nadavus, you know. Um, and eventually, like the, the Baruch Hashem, the drivers knew I would give something, so they would stop at the house and I'd, you know, I'd give them something. Also, usually I would give them, you know, I, I would offer them the bathroom, and I would, you know, I spoke in Yiddish, so it was they were more comfortable. And I, I would give them something, take a long to eat, you know, Baruch Hashem. So people would become a nice stop to get a, a chance to rest from the, the fundraising a little bit. Um, one day it hit me, you know, like, you know, I'm giving all this money to the stalker. Am I giving the money to the stalker the way I want to give money to the stalker? Am I getting the biggest bang for my stalker buck? Right? So, I'm not the major investor, but, but you know, if I want to give stalker money, I want to get good dividends. So I want to, I want to, have, a, I want to have dividends in Lakewood Yeshiva. I want to give it to the mere yeshiva. You know, you have yeshiva with 6,000 people sitting and learning. You know, I want to have a chalik in it. Right? I think, you know, now. So, I, this is the good old days. I called call the Blakewood office and said, can you send me envelopes? And, you know, each month I'll send them a check for $15. guy says, Bavakasha. And, like, every year, you know, we get 12 envelopes, and, you know, and each month we send a check for $15. And I made a chart. This is how much money I'm giving out per month, approximately. This is how much I want to give to Tel Shiva. I have a course to Tel Shiva. I want to give to Shiva here, to the Karlul, to the Torah school. These are pieces of people. Basically, I, have, I feel I have enough prize to enter Karlul. Then there's the moistness in the, in the, that I really I want to have a chelikin. I want to have a chelikin in Chinuchatzmoi runs a, 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 a network of schools which are, now there's over hundred thousand children in Eretz Yisrael in Chinuchatzmoi. I want to have a chalik in it. Now I'm not I'm not aggressive aggressive guilt, but but my twenty dollars a month, you know, I I, I get a chalik in what, what they're doing. So I want a chalikimiyaka. I want to get a chalik in what they're doing, right? I want to have a chalik in in the in, in the chavetz chaim yeshiva. Chavetz chaim yeshiva is the yeshiva which is sending out the, you know talmidim to, to start yeshivas to, to be rabbanim in many different city, cities across the country. 
So I don't give every single month, but I would give them something. I want to make sure that the, the, every year they get something from me. I probably sat down and figured out what do I want to do with my money. And then again, like I said at the end, I have X amount of money left over. That's available, but the guys are not going to do it. So I cut down what I gave at the door to less because I, I can't do both. But I, it hit me like it took me a few years to think about this. I made a spreadsheet of what are the voices that I want to give to and how much I want to give to them monthly or bi-monthly, whatever it might be. And how much money do I have left over after that to be available to, to respond to the, 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 knock, the people knocking on the door? So the result of that was that I stopped basically answering to envelopes. Because I felt when the, when the person knocks on the door, it's, the person's coming for himself. There's a key that you have to you have to give him something. You can't ignore him. The person sends an envelope. Most, most vast majority of questions hold that, that there's no such thing. The person sends an envelope that the point is because he bears himself by coming and knocking on your door and asking and you have to give. So I used to I used to go to the bank and get get dollar bills. I would stick a dollar bill into each envelope and send them out. At least respond to something. But I said, you know, I'm not going to do that anymore. So I stopped responding to envelopes. Eventually, the, the flow of envelopes slowed down because they saw I wasn't responding. They slowed down. Um, and the voices, I, I, I just couldn't do everything. I can't do these voices I want to give to. I couldn't give the people at the door and give to the envelopes also. So it was a decision. But uh, I felt that the Mr. Kudo, I want to get a chalik in it. I. I, I, I the Russia made the, the learning of Levium available. Everybody gets a chalik in it. And we get that by, by supporting them. But the Levium don't demand it. We have to want to give it. Levium have no power to demand. We have to be the ones that we, we have a chiv to walk over to the Levi and offer. You know, the difference in the, it's the difference in the world of supporting Torah and the world of Tzedakah, the people who sort of, they sort of have to demand it. Or as opposed to you know that that, that we, we seek them out and offer it to them. You know, I, I, I the fellow. I, I apologize. I, remember, I, I called the fellow in Lakewood. I remember his name, and I said, I "Apologize, I can't. I want to send fifteen dollars a month." I said, "That's that's that's what I committed myself to. I want to send fifteen dollars a month." You know, because then later eventually I moved it onto a credit card, so I, you know, I didn't have to keep sending checks every month. Right? So I apologize. It's not so much money. He says, "You know what?" Is if every member of Christ would have that attitude, we'd have no fundraising problem. If every member, member of Christ would send us fifteen dollars a month, we'd we take care of the the, the, the budget of the yeshiva. Right? And he says so you have to apologize. You know that's that's fine. You get ten dollars or fifteen dollars a month, but you know it, it would add up if there be you know be you know be, be forty thousand people doing that. It starts adding up. You know, but that's not what's happening. So they're so they're fundraising and. It's, um, it, it's it, but it, this it's an akuna to how to push view. It's now I'm not a big investor. I'm not a big investor at all. Like you know, but I, you know, but, but at least in my stock, I want to be an investor. So I tell you one story on the line. Um, so um, I don't know what year it was in the '80s. So there's a person came, Shimon Zivold, Shimon Zivold came to Cleveland. He was, a, he was an accountant in Eretz Yisrael. He was very close to Rishon Zalman. And Rishon Zalman was the Nesiyah Kovah, that was the, uh, the honorary president of the America's RHC for Taras and Mishbocha. That they would go around and build mikvos and arrange for the teaching to Taras and Mishbocha, etc. 
through these all of these little kibbutzim and moshavim, etc., all throughout the Eretz Yisrael. It's every moshav, every they they their goal is every place should have a mikvah, kosher mikvah. So the, the women have you know be able to go. So it costs money. I mean, they weren't building these gorgeous mikvahs. You know, they got it down to be able to do it, but the mice it adds up. You know, so it costs thirty thousand dollars. You know, but you know how many little little dinky moshavim are in Eretz Yisrael? You know that. So, so Shlomo Zalman asked him to come to America to fundraise. And he told him, this is, what I want you to do is go to each city, he said to me, listen who they're going to, speak to the Rabbanim there, find a couple who's having challenges and having children, infertility issues, and promise them in my name that if they if they help being Oisig and Tarsim Yishpacho, we'll be zeichel to have children. So Shlomo Zalman told Rabbi Zaybold, to do. So when he came to Cleveland, he, he was sent our way. It was, it was 1988, I don't know what year it was. Okay, we, we were married like five years right at that point in time. We still didn't have children. And Rabbi Zeibold came to, came to our house and told us the whole story and showed us a letter from Rosh Zalman, the Maftiyah children. It was, it was like wild stories, right? So what does he want us to do? He wants to approach so um, Irving Stone Son-in-law, it's a fellow named Maury Weiss. So, so Irving Stone, you know, Stone Chumash, you know, Stafferstein Chumash. Stafferstein was Irving Stone's father. He changed his name. He changed his name to Stone from Stafferstein. Right. So um, he owns American Greetings. He's Mr. Stafferstein. All of a sudden, started out as a peddler peddling greeting cards from the from a cart. You go into the world headquarters, which is, you know, he was in Cleveland. That's where he came to America in Cleveland. The, 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 the cart is there in the corner. In the lobby, there's this old cart, which is the cart which Mr. Safety used to go around with his, his greeting cards peddling them. Then around the room, they have up on the wall, they have aerial photographs of all of their, all of their factories producing their different types of cards. They own Ziggy, and they own Shortcake, short and they like all these different things that you know that they're so at that point in time this is in the 80s they had 21 factories producing their stuff and they have written under the, under each picture this big photo they have the, the square footage of the factory the smallest factory was a half a million square feet the largest factory was 1.1 million square feet and they have 21 of these factories all over north america and canada Right. It's a, it's a, it, they're doing fairly well financially, shall we say. Okay, so, um, so he, he wanted that um, that we should go to take him to, uh, to, to Maury Weiss, who was taken over his father in law's. Uh, uh, Irving was still alive, I think, but he already retired totally, whatever. Irving Maury was running the, the business. Um, that, that he should. Undertake to build a mikvah in a certain Russia would be eighty thousand dollars. We should ask him for eighty thousand dollars. So, my my, son, my wife, turned on my wife went with him. Um, he didn't speak a word of English. He spoke. He only spoke Hebrew and Yiddish. So, so my wife went with him, and it turned out like what he basically you know, the original plan was that you know he would speak and my wife would translate. But by the time he got there, he said no, up to the bri. You should say. So my wife said, I, you know, walked in there, you know, explain what they're doing. And she asked my wife for $80,000. He 
okay? My wife came back and she's like, wow, that was interesting. <laughs> like, like, whoa. You know? So he answered the following. He says, give me, give me the, you know, the, the brochures, etc. What you know, what information about what you're doing. And once a year, we sit down, you know, the requests are larger sums of money. We sit down with a rub, and we go through all of the requests, and we make a decision, you know, where we want to portion our money. So, you walk in for fifty dollars, first you don't, you don't see the more watch for fifty dollars. You know, you, there's there's a secretary who can give you fifty dollars, you know, if you want to get the fifty dollars. You know, you walk in for eighty thousand dollars. You're not, you're not asking the secretary, right? And um, and uh, so that's what he did. So I, I thought I mean, my reaction to it, like I had two reactions to it. One was like, you know, obviously I was a little put off by it. Because next year I went. He came back like a few, a few years later. I went with him. Like, you know, like, can't, can't give me something? This is a cultural thing. But Tarzan Shmuel, etc. On the other hand, I said, I had a lot of respect for it. You know, the same way you think about your investments, financial investments, right? You, you want to spend it well. So I have stuck of money. I actually want the money I'm giving to stuck of. I want to spend it well. So I'm going to sit down with a rav who, who knows the halachas and knows what takes priority, what takes has preference. And I'm going to go through the list and how much I should apportion to each thing, and where should I, where should I put the, the bulk of you know the, the, the these large sums of money that I'm giving? Spend them well. It's good investments. It's, it shouldn't be dealt with any with any less chashivas than you're investing into a business, and you research the business and you see whether it's a good investment or whether it's worthwhile putting your money there, right? So, it, 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 I was very you know I had again I, had, I was like, I was put off because I wanted to have the money taken care of, but at the same time I had a lot of respect for that. So you know okay I'm not holding by putting eighty thousand dollars, you know into stocko, but over a lifetime I'm going to spend that amount of money amount of money in stocko. Over less than, you know, I said more than that in a lifetime. Person's giving miser, you know. Person makes sixty thousand dollars a year. He's giving miser. He's giving six thousand dollars a year. That's what's adding up. So, I've been giving since I moved here. I've been giving a tells yeshiva every every month. I feel a curse of time with tells yeshiva, and I, I have to give them something every month. One point in time, when they came fundraising with tells yeshiva, the the person showed me my record. Of how much money I've given to Tel Shiva since I moved here. I, w- I am the highest donor to Tel Shiva in all of the greatest of the greater Washington area. Not because I gave large sums, of it, but, uh, you know, but I give every single month, and I've been giving for 25 years, 23, 23 and a half years. You know, it starts adding up. Well, you want to spend that money well, right? So that's the Chalcom Yaka means that we're we're getting a chalik in this. It's not much we're 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 buying into a business, so we have an achrayis to give. It's a tremendous. It's the best business opportunity you're ever going to get, because it's it's this is real estate. Right, the other stuff is not real. This is the real estate. Right, right. This is the real legacy. Um. So, uh, but so it's it's a key or not? The Torah of Dafka says it's not. They can't be to it. You have to want to give it. That's what, that's what you're, and you should want to give it, but you have to understand what what the Russian is offering is, is an op, an option to get a chelik, an opportunity to get a chelik in something. That's how you're supposed to go through towards the concept of stock. So that was the second thought I wanted to share. Okay. <clears throat>